Attention, listener, I have an assignment for you. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to engage with the real nerds, a.k.a. the best podcast on the internet. You can listen to their episodes on their website, realnerdspodcast.com, and you can also listen to them on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and iTunes. Follow their social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This message will self-destruct never. Shot and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can but talk film. I'm sorry, take it outside. Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd will jump out of the gods. Let's action. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast. We are officially the greatest movie podcast of all time. With me is Brad. Hey. The original nerds. The great real nerds. The Mount Rushmore of nerds. Yep. It's just who we are. Because every week we see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. This week we saw Violent Night. Stay tuned where we will tell you if we recommend the film or not play the trailer then spoil the film we'll also hit on the big movie news story of the week and we will also talk about a thing we recommend and or don't recommend but maybe we need to talk about that's what we do brad we've been doing it for next year will be our 12th year Oof, yeah let's keep going we have so much content it's it's really unbelievable, and I think back to all the stuff we've done is it's pretty incredible. And there's really no reason for us to stop. I mean, we could just do, do this indefinitely, really. Yeah, I mean, like I, I've always said, every time this starts, I mean, you know, I see a movie every week, anyways, regardless. I mean, it was kind of. I mean, I I don't know if this is how you and I became friends, but it's something I've always done. You know what I mean? I've uh, never not gone and. Uh, watched movies i actually had to consciously like pull myself away from seeing movies this week just because i think i saw like i went to the album like three times last week and you know the ticket price is fine but i'm i i I just can't help myself to the menu so i know yeah that's what's always today i did i only got popcorn i I was proud of myself (laughs) good job (laughs) yeah you know i I love the chicken tenders there because they have that like queso dip and um they're freshly made and they're really good but yeah. today my popcorn was money i was the first showing at the alamo in westminster and uh so the and the, the server she was super nice and when i uh was talking with her i you know i ordered the popcorn she said okay i'll bring that right out and she, when she started walking towards me with the popcorn bowl, I could smell it. I'm like, oh man, they literally just made that. So good. So good. Yeah, the case is my Achilles heel. Like, I know yeah. I shouldn't eat that much of it, but it's good. You can't help it. It's so good. Yeah. 
I wonder who, you know, I should really look into this. I wonder what movie theater started popcorn. I wonder if it's because it was uh, like a low cost snack uh, that everybody, you know, usually enjoys. And uh, yeah, that's exactly what I think it is. <laughs> I wonder if it has to do with, you know, the depression or something. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, like the, our like we have so much corn in this country, they have to like process it and turn to other things like sodas. You know, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's so I'm cheap sure that, it. yeah. Like you also get a lot, a lot for very little. Yeah, I, I think that's what it is. I, I, I do know that movies they used to um, double bills a long time ago in the Great Depression, so people felt like they're getting a good deal for their, you know, ten cents or whatever it was, and because money was so tight, so they had to fig figure out how to get people to. Uh, you know, go to the movies and spend money. And that was one of the ways. Yeah. Like what's the cheapest snack we have. Yeah. That's corn. So, yeah. And it's delicious. I know. I love me some, uh, landmark popcorn. Yeah. Like just plain. Mm, mm-hmm. So good. Hell yeah. That was another thing where I saw like the, the uh, late night movie this week. And I was like, I'm not going to spend any more concessions money. And then I got there. I was like, I can't turn you away. You're just too good. You've been too good to me. <laughs> Large size. Why not? <laughs> you know, that's the one um, cool thing about popcorn. It's like you, you got to be, you, you, I got to be careful because I could eat so much popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> also, you got to limit yourself, you know, at the landmark. I think it was a dollar more. The large was a dollar more than the small, which is already enormous. Um, like they only have two yeah. sizes now, and the small is basically a medium. Huh. But I was like, yeah, it was a dollar more for the the large bag, and then they also did like a dollar more for the the uh, like the large soda that's refillable. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've been getting the small one this whole time, and I haven't paid attention until I can get free refills on the large one <laughs> for a dollar more. <laughs> so I did that, and then it occurred to me, wait a minute. They closed the concession stand 15 minutes afterwards. What am I going to get refilled? <laughs> so she's like, I'll just pour you another one right now. And you can take two in. That's like sold. <laughs> nice. That's nice, though. Yeah. But yeah, like literally, I was so excited about the, the extra deal. I didn't think about the, like the actual logistics of who's going to refill it for you. They, <laughs> you know, they close after the at the late night movie. movie they close right away. So this yep. week. On Real Nerds, we saw Violent Night. Brad, do you recommend Violent Night? Yeah, I think it's fun. Um, strangely, I don't think they went as far with the premise as I, I don't know, I imagine they could have. Um, but it's uh, it's basically Die Hard and Home Alone, but with Santa. So that's all it needs to be, I guess. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I actually had a lot of fun with it. I mean... Uh, it's from the director of Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters, and I kind of got the the same vibe where it doesn't take itself too seriously, and it's just there to have fun, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I I had fun watching it. Here's the trailer for Violent Night. You ain't driving, are you? I steer a little, but the ranger do most of the work. <laughs> this is my fourth year as a Santa. How about you? I started the whole damn thing. Oh, oh, oh! 
decided that you could have one gift. Early. What is it? That is a direct hotline of Santa Claus himself. I can talk to Santa. All right, revelers. Welcome to your worst Christmas ever. Let's go! You have $300 million in your personal vault. That's what I want for Christmas. <laughs> I don't want any trouble, okay? Something's gonna scooch up that chimney. <laughs> Because it's not your typical mall, Santa. Santa, are you there? Daddy said you were very busy tonight. My name's Trudy Lightstone. Are you gonna help us, Santa? Yeah, Trudy. Santa? You're on my nice list. Santa Claus is coming to town. Some seasons beatings. Who the hell are you? Boss, what if he really is the real? No such thing as Santa. These bad men, they're all my naughty list. Naughty. That's naughty! And what do you do to the naughty ones? I give them a lump of coal. Where is it? I gotta watch. Ah! I believe in you, Santa. Come on. Which one of you did that, Prancer? So unprofessional. David Harbour stars as Santa Claus in Violet Night, where he's kind of uh it, it opens with him in a bar and he's getting drunk and you know he's he's lost the holiday spirit along with um a lot of other people and people uh take him for granted and um he just doesn't feel the christmas love anymore so while he's out and about um, delivering presents and every kid wants a video game and no one wants anything really unique. Um, people aren't leaving him good cookies. Uh, he stumbles upon this really wealthy family's home and uh, the one little girl there, her name's Trudy, still believes in the magic of Santa Claus and makes homemade cookies, but leaves him soy milk. <laughs> and uh, uh, so he uh, kind of sits in a massage chair and passes out because he dumped the soy milk for some brandy. Um, and then a bunch of mercenaries show up led by John Leguizamo's Mr. Scrooge. Now they all give themselves holiday nicknames. And when they, uh, they're trying to rob this family of $300 million that they got from the government in cash. And um, the little girl asks for Santa Claus's help and he uh does helps her out and that's the whole movie um but w- what makes it fun is 
uh, it, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, and it's, uh, it moves really quickly. It's, it's fun. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, when he got his hammer back was really fun. It was definitely shot like, uh, a B movie that had all these, uh, Brian Adams Christmas song playing while he's murdering people. Um, the only bummer is, is when, uh, the lighting in it was so dark, I didn't see the gore as much as I wanted to. <laughs> Does that mean there's something wrong with me? No, there's that one shot where he kills the guy with, I think was a sled. Uh, yeah. That, but I kind of had to awesome. guess at that. <laughs> like he jams him in the neck with a sled. Um, yeah. I mean, you see like blood spraying, but, um, yeah. But I did, uh, because yeah, it's like a Canadian production. So yeah, the whole Brad Adams part of it was pretty, pretty funny. You know, I kept on thinking though, uh, while he was, uh, killing all those people with a sledgehammer that instead of the song they used, they should have used Still Panther's Sexy Santa. And that would have <laughs> been awesome. <laughs> yeah. I forget what, t- uh, what it was, but like a couple of times, you know, I was entertained, but then I'd have this thought of, you know, really they didn't take it like a little further there or they didn't do this obvious joke here that i'm thinking of you know so there's a couple times where yeah i ran to that um but overall you know and there's also like uh, i felt there's a lot of downtime between the cool parts um there's there's a lot of scenes where santa's just recovering from uh like a fight which is interesting i you know i thought that uh he was going to be some magical like super dude and he gets hurt like everybody else. Yeah. Uh, which was shocking because he's immortal, I guess. They did. Um, yeah, he kind of had a backstory where he was like some kind of Norse warrior that became Santa. Yeah, he, so it feels like there are like a lineage of Santas that get replaced. And he's the most recent yeah. one. Yeah. And he um he also seems that he was he was a bad dude before and his uh you know hammer's called skull crusher my uh my favorite line in the whole movie was when the little girl all really cute said skull crusher <laughs> I, <don't know>. I, <laughs> I really like that part um but i i did think there was actually some like nice emotional beats too um where he's explaining why people don't believe in christmas anymore and that little girl explains to him why she does I thought it was really, really sweet. Yeah. There was also the that whole bar scene at the beginning. I thought it was written really cleverly because yeah. the dialogue is so specific in a way that it doesn't reveal that he is Santa Claus to everyone else. But obviously, yeah. to the audience, we know it. But like the exact words he's saying are so easily interpreted as he's still like a mall Santa to everybody. Yeah. So I was just like marveling at that bit of writing in the movie. And then um, when he uh he leaves and pukes on that lady. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz he's so drunk. Like how did you know who my I don't know, niece or nephew was and she goes up to the roof and <laughs> realizes that he's really Santa Claus and he pukes on her. Yeah. yeah. Um and then he f- yeah. flies by Washington and pisses on it. <laughs> pisses on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just like a silly movie but it was fun and uh, the Home Alone moment was actually really clever. How stupid those uh, one um, mercenaries were, and I didn't 
know that they were setting him up for a home alone bit where, but this home alone bit would be if they, someone in real life got hit with a bowling ball in the face and yeah, <laughs> things like that. Um, cause it was even, uh, fun when the guy's like, uh, you're so stupid. You left them out right in the open. <laughs> the camera pans down and, uh, she cut off, uh, one of the ladder rungs to make him slip and fall. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> they're talking about how stupid the little girl is. Um, so yeah, it's that part was really fun. And yeah, I, yeah, I liked his Norris backstory. I thought it was interesting. And, um, and it, what I thought was cool too is he even says, I don't know, Christmas magic. So they get away with, I mean, how is he still alive? Why did he not die? And they get away with it by him just reiterating that it's Christmas magic and I don't even understand it. (laughs) Got to go along with it. Yep. Because when he killed John Leguizamo, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They they foreshadowed it too. Yeah. They they don't really explain like why he can like twitch his nose to like escape the situation. And then they remove the reindeer so he can't just find them and fly away. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then all of a sudden, like his nose things like ready to go, just for no good reason. It's not like you know he lost confidence or anything. It's it's just yeah, it's convenient. Yeah, he, he can't escape now, but he can uh, fight him later. I mean, yeah, and then all the fight. I like yeah. It was also funny how the uh, all the like Leguizamo was codenamed Scrooge, and then he all uh, all the henchmen had like fun. Uh, like ho- holiday type names. Yeah the the one elf guy. I, said, I kept on looking. I, said, oh. I know that dude from somewhere. He's uh from Freddy versus Jason. Yep. Uh, that was actually a disappointing thing because I thought he was the most interesting of the henchmen, and he just gets stabbed in the neck. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he, sh- he should have something like getting you know folded through a chimney. You know. <laughs> yeah, and there is uh one uh, continuity error. So that <laughs> if I notice it in a first watch through it bothers me um so the son um gets his finger put in the nutcracker and i can't tell if it's ripped off or it's just broken but later on in the movie when he's talking he doesn't have anything wrong with his hand you know Mm -hmm. huh whoops (laughs) (laughs) and that but that part was funny too where (laughs) he says yeah i'm gonna put his balls in here and smash them and that one lady says i'm not gonna touch his balls and the elf guy goes, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's cool to us too, how the movie may seem like uh, the son was turning a corner and trying to be a nice guy and escape his family, but really he was just playing them so that he could take all their money. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't know if uh, $300 million in cash fits into three duffel bags. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've never seen that much money in real life. So, yeah. unless each um, bill's like a hundred thousand dollar bill, I don't. <laughs> like... But there is a really fun moment too, where um, the so it's a brother and a sister. Actually, I did love the actor guy. I thought he was really funny. <laughs> and oh. when he jumped over a, a sofa, he went parkour. <laughs> yep. Um. Anyways, uh, the they're arguing and they said oh you're the one who named your daughter after her gertrude <laughs> they she named her son bertrude <laughs> yeah <laughs> and 
And that kid was funny because he's a TikTok influencer or whatever they're called. I don't know. Yeah, the tag scene where he's TikToking over the dead henchman. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good shit. Yeah, it was just fun. It's definitely um, one I'll probably just watch again during Christmas time. Pair it with, you know, Krampus and Gremlins or something. Yeah. It's an easy watch. Just- not not yeah. a game changer but yeah it doesn't require a lot of you but those movies are okay too you know that uh, especially around this time of year when a lot of the films are going to get really heavy you know mm-hmm. where it's uh, a lot of award stuff and things like that so it's an appreciated departure cool this is the big news story of the week. It's real news. So I don't know what's going on this week, Brad. Well, I do. It was um, the Los Angeles Comic-Con and or was it in Brazil that they showed two really big trailers. The first is Indiana Jones 5. Scratch that. Indiana Jones and the Dial of something. Des- <laughs> Destiny. There we go. Um, but uh, yeah, hey, if you don't know what I'm talking about, here's that trailer. I miss the desert. I miss the sea. I miss waking up every morning, wondering what wonderful adventure the new day will bring to us. Those days have come and gone. Perhaps, perhaps not. I don't believe in magic, but a few times in my life, I've seen things. Things I can't explain. And I've come to believe it's not so much what you believe. It's how hard you believe it. I'm her godfather. Get back. It looked really fun. Um, I'm always down to see Harrison Ford again be Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones is probably my second favorite movie franchise of all time close to my first he's america's Um, james bond oh yeah totally and he's just fun and uh you get in the the trailer that it's kind of going back to a raider's last crusade kind of vibe 
where um, it's a little silly, but really fun. Um, it ends with him having his whip and thinking he's really cool and they all pull out guns. And <laughs> That's the only part uh, where I'm like questioning because, you know, when people shoot at you, they don't just keep shooting at the glass behind you <laughs> after you've ducked. Um, and he's not in a large room. He's in very close quarters. So no, that kind of dude, stuff. I'm like, wow, you didn't. It's not choreographed. Dude, he, moves, he moves his whip so fast. He knocks the bullets away. A doy. <laughs> oh, doy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that. no, I think it looks, I mean, it, it doesn't really give you very much, but just seeing him in action again, it kind of gets me all excited. And Yeah. I'm excited you know, to Sala again. And, uh, uh, you know, he's, he's going to be fighting the Nazis one more time, which I'm, I'm thinking the dial of destiny is like a time machine. Oh yeah, maybe. So I don't think he's going to travel through time. I think it's just the, 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 the Nazis thinks that they think that they can get, you know, this, Machine that can, you know, fix World War II for them, <laughs> probably. Yeah, it might be. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they, they, I know a lot of people were freaking out because they're using a de-age technique, but it looked pretty good on the screen. Yeah, that like that one where he's in the Nazi uniform. I that totally looks looked like something out of uh, Last Crusade. Um, it's a little janky when he's riding the horse, but. But yeah, they still have time to fix that. And the, um, but you know, Harrison Ford, I mean, he's 80, but he doesn't look like he's 80. So, you know, I mean, he looks older, but maybe it's not as hard when they're still like good looking dudes. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, this, I'm looking forward to the next trailer, see what else is going on. Should be sweet. And we also got another sweet trailer. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 dropped, I don't know, like 20, 30 minutes after Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um, And here's that trailer. We were gone for quite a while. But no matter what happens next, the galaxy still needs its guardians. Hello. We come in peace. Come on, Drax. Seriously, dude? No, 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 no! Ow! <laughs> hey! Don't forget. Where are we came from? We have been running our whole lives. I'm done running. We'll all fly away together. One last time. Into the forever. That beautiful sky.
our way. No. Not kill anyone. Kill a few people. Kill no people. Kill one guy, one stupid guy who no one loves. Now you're just making it sad. Hey, the Guardians are back, baby. <laughs> it's, uh, it, strangely, it's uh, like, because we had Infinity War and Endgame, it didn't feel like a long time, but Volume 2 was 2017. That's I like know. Five or six years. Well, and you have to remember, they fired James Gunn because of a tweet he tweeted, I don't know, 11 years prior. And, and then they said, oh, man, we fucked up. Let's get him back. But in the meantime... Uh, DC snatched him up and says, you should make a Suicide Squad movie. And he said, yeah, I'll make a Suicide Squad movie and make it way more fun than anybody expected. And um, then Disney's like, oh, fuck, we need to make him have make our team movie again fun. And uh, here we are. Yeah, sounds like uh, the Guardians are not going to make it through the end of the movie. Definitely get a sense of Many of these on the team are are going to be killed off. Uh, it yeah. looks like there's some backstory for Rocket that he'll be dealing with. That'll be really interesting because he's you know it it was always really traumatic for him and he didn't ever talk about his past. So it'll be uh, interesting to get into that um, yeah. aspect and, of it. And Quill's definitely trauma traumatized by something going on. I don't know what the yeah. leaking oil thing is uh, ahead of him, but uh, what's the uh, what's the villain again? He's called the High Evolutionary. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and then we've also got uh, Adam Warlock in there. Yeah, and just like just like the Indiana Jones one, uh, this one feels definitely like a teaser where it's, hey, this is some cool stuff to look at, and this is kind of the direction we're going, and. The I'm guessing the full trailer is probably going to be with Ant Man, um, which surprisingly is two months away. Yeah, so that's another one where I I'm, I get the feeling like uh, they're going to kill off Scott Lang and kick off the next phase with it. Yeah, they might. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. Like this uh, fourth phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe seems like it's more just introducing people than it was setting up a huge overarching uh, storyline. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess the overarching storyline is the multiverse. And maybe after Kang becomes more prominent, it'll um, maybe call back and um, have the other movies make a little more, carry a little more weight, I guess, for lack of a better word. Um, because I still had fun with most of the movies, but um, well, all of them—they're all fun. Yeah, but I think this is the first year I might not have an MCU movie on my top ten. Me too. Yeah, like they're good, they're fun, but there's just nothing that had that, um, like that high st- high stakes to me. I know. So I, I, I mean, I could totally cheat and do Spider-Man No Way Home Extended Edition. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i'm I'm starting to re-watch movies uh, again for my because i'm going to do my blu-ray article and um i start doing that towards the end of the year i rewatch movies i love throughout the year and see where i kind of fall um so we'll see i don't know yet yeah i've got some high up uh films that i saw very early like january february of the year and i've i've 
as I'm looking at what should, you know, fill those slots, I'm kind of looking back and being like, like reevaluating, like, why have they been up here this long? Like, should yeah. they be up there? Stuff like that. So. Yep. And that's what it's for. And, you know, it's also, I say this all the time, but it's how many times have I watched a specific movie, you know, and how much I enjoy it. And, um, and we say, and everyone, it's not necessarily quote unquote, the best movie, but it's the movie I like watched the most or, um, had a lot of fun with, you know, um, which, uh, as my top 150 movies list keeps on coming out, I think some people will be go, will say, really, that's above this film, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like MacGruber being ahead of, you know, Gone with the Wind and stuff. Just um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess only the really big other movie news is uh, Kirstie Alley died about uh, the news broke about an hour ago. Yeah. Um, which, uh, I mean, I knew her from Cheers. And I really don't know very much from her after, except maybe look who's talking. But yeah. she seems like she was always around and in things. Or, correct? <laughs> yeah, she was Lieutenant Savick in uh, Wrath of Khan. Correct. Um, yeah, that's about the most notable things. Or I wonder if she just <laughs> wasn't in our, uh, you know... Um, I don't know what the right word would be. I don't know if she's in the movies that we normally would see. I think she had a reality show at one point, but I don't remember the name of it. I know she had that Franca's Closet like hmm. in the 90s. Uh, but yeah, I think she had a reality show after like the last decade or something. Oh, yeah. Bro. I think you might be right. Uh, well, yeah, she's most known for Star Trek 2, Wrath of Khan. R- really above uh, Cheers? Yeah. Um, you know, look who's talking. Cheers. Um, she did uh a couple TV movies. She was in a TV series called Fat Actress. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Um, <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, she's in a lot of she. Yeah, she basically focused on TV, and that Veronica's closet that you mentioned. Uh, ran for four seasons. Yeah, she was like a editor of a fashion magazine or something. If I remember, that's what that was. Yeah, yeah, Village of the Damned. I'm sorry, John Carpenter's Village of the Damned. But yeah, that's um, yeah. Cheers is her big. I mean, she's almost on 150 episodes of Cheers. Yeah, that show was on for 11 years, and she was on, like, more seasons than, uh, what's her name? Shelley Long? Shelley Long, yeah. Yeah, I started uh, watching that. I, I only watch a few episodes every couple weeks because it's on Hulu, and the commercials drive me up a wall. <laughs> um, not that I, I don't mind commercials that much, but on Hulu, it's the same commercials over and over again. Yeah. And if I, and if I have to watch their... We're going to call it Hulu plus, 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 plus. That's stupid, but we're going to go with it. I have to see that one more time. One more time. Oh, you will. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) Keep watching Cheers. Yeah. Yeah, I went through the whole series back on Netflix, like, I don't know, 2011. And yeah, 
it's uh it's got better episodes than others <laughs> yeah it's fun i yeah it's it, it's weird too hulu has some tv shows that don't have commercials the uh mccartney 321 doesn't have commercials and i wonder if that's something that they had to work like, for or yeah, that the, like yeah. mccartney says hey i'll only do it if you know there's no commercials or something yeah probably like yeah i'll, I'll do it but you, program can't be broken up constantly so yeah but yeah. you know when you're paul mccartney you can do stuff like that totally did you get to that uh, episode of Cheers where Frazier uh, tries to kill? Um, oh my god, <laughs> Ted Danson's character, Sam. No, <laughs> the fuck. I know that's a that's a. I'm surprised more people don't talk about it because he had his own series, but at one point he tried to murder somebody. I don't remember that. I guess it is uh, back in the day when they, uh, you know, uh, like there were reruns, but they weren't something that, like, continuity wasn't a huge thing Mm -hmm. when those series was around. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I mean, how many uh, different parents did Dick Van Dyke have? I know it was 20 years prior, but. (laughs) Yeah. And Laura's last name is either Meeker or Meehan. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, they probably didn't have the luxury of DVDs to go back and watch or a series Bible or whatever. Yeah, I mean, reruns were only in the summer back then. Like, there was no, like, maybe, like, someone had a VHS copy of a series or something or you taped it. Yeah. So, we like to watch things every week. Here's what we watched this week and what we want to talk about. Obviously, I still stumble through, stumble through the introduction because I don't know what to call it. Yeah, I don't have a good thing either. I, I feel like the what we've been watching is still valid. Cool. In a segment I call "What We've Been Watching." So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. What'd you watch this week, Brad? Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff. I don't know if there's anything like that stands out of like, oh, I can't wait to talk about it. So. I'll just throw a bunch at you, and you tell me what you want to talk about. Okay. Turning Red, Jackass Forever, The French Dispatch, Wreck-It Ralph, Con Air, Thelma and Louise, and Home Alone. Which of those have you not seen? I had never seen Thelma and Louise before, um, and I've never seen Turning Red before. Well, we can talk about those ones if you want. Cool. Uh, Yeah, Turning Red. Another charming Pixar movie. Um, I was a little disinterested in most of it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know. I wasn't invested as much as, say, like Wally. I don't know why. Um, but um, yeah, the animation is great, and it it's an important story. Um, I, I guess it's probably just because it's so zany. Like pacing wise, it is a little weird, and um, like it's really it's really fun, but then the end is you know two giant kajus fighting in an arena with a boy band that was there. Yeah, it's like I'm not the audience for this. 
Like I can definitely see uh, people younger than me enjoying how it's like how it's edited and structured more than like my traditional ass. So, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't have like that's a lot of parts where it slows down and people just reflect on things. It's constantly like moving on to the next thing. And yeah. I, I thought like the like her mom being like the villain. uh, Like entirely by the end was kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, I guess I wasn't paying att- attention enough for that to like mean more to me. But yeah, it's almost like I looked up and was like, oh, shoot, she's hurting everybody. That's weird. And now she's her grandma, grandma's helping her out and they're on the same side. And like, there's all these other panda people from her family going against the mom. Like, what's the mom's problem? I, I guess I missed something. Yeah, I, um, you know, Pixar, all their films are good but lately it seems they've lost their heart if that makes any sense um it's lost their heart it just feels like they're it feels like they're meeting deadlines more than they're making like really interesting complex stuff well when i say they lost their heart i don't feel the connections like i felt like with wally or toy story 4 you know, I, I don't feel that way watching them again. And I don't know if it's a product of that where Disney says, you know, hey, turn these out. And then they put them on, um, you know, Disney Plus for the longest time. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the last few Pixar movies, you know? Yeah. And Lightyear is fun, but I, you know, I wasn't invested in that either. Uh, yeah, I mean, Lightyear's fun, and it's a beautifully animated film. I, I, I keep bringing it up, but I really miss traditional hand-drawn animation. Um, it's something I've I've missed more lately because all the CG animated films look spectacular, but they're all starting to look the same. Yeah. Like I, I definitely want to like see a new art style come to life. Yeah. Like, like imagine like I don't know a Frank Frazetta, Frazetta painting, like three D animated or something like. Like that's outside the box, or I don't know. Yeah, just something different, you know. I don't know. Actually, that uh, Ninja Turtles mutants May- mutant mayhem, like that's a Ninja Turtles in a different art style, and I, as far as I can tell, it's. 3d um but yeah it's, it's got like a different like, yeah. art direction to it which i it, looking forward to i mean I, i'm gonna see it because kellen wants to see it but the puss in boots movie that animation in that looks pretty incredible it's like uh kind of looks like it's an acrylic paint 3d kind of thing going on yeah it's a little cell shaded yeah yeah and it's getting good reviews. I mean, Kellen really wants to see it, so I mean, I guess I'll go see it. What do I know? Just have a kid. So uh, you also watched Thelma and Louise. What do you think of Thelma and Louise? Uh, yeah, I I watched it because uh, on a they were talking about it on Spooled, and I realized I had never seen it. Luckily, it was a uh, free on I think Prime. Um, and yeah, I, I thought it's like. It's it's amazing. Like this kind of movie was such a big deal in like 1991. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's so simple, but 
it you know, captured the imaginations of everyone in that like at that time. Um, and it's really just, you know, these two women who, um, you know, uh, go on a, a road trip and then, uh, you know, bad things happen and they, they just fall further down the spiral of criminality. Um, yeah. And they kind of do it in a fun way of, you know, uh, Gina Davis's character is like this repressed housewife who's finally, you know, kicking her shoes off and like living life. And then you've got um, Susan Saranda's character who out of the gate seems very put together and like has, you know, her life together. And then as the movie unravels, you like figure out what her trauma is. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's, it's a, it's it's like, I wasn't bored, you know, I was like invested in these two women, like in their road trip. Um, like it's a good road movie, yeah. and I was even more surprised of like, like the Harvey Keitel character is actually like very accommodating and on their side, and he gives them all the opportunity to like believe them and uh, uh, like not dismiss their testimony, but they just mm-hmm. choose they just make the wrong decision every time. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's it's funny too because that movie is so in pop culture now. I mean, there's a Simpsons episode that parodies it. And that's um, the only thing I think about every time is, yeah, like that's where I learned about the ending was from the Simpsons. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, I mean, it's one of those films that's transcended its own. I don't know what the word, word, right word for it is, but it's basically transcended itself, you know? Yeah. It's permeated pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. That's there we go. That sounds better than what I was trying to say. <laughs> so. But yeah, it's not a huge, like, big budget action movie. Um, even though, like, the box office reflects that for it. So, yeah, no, it's, um, yeah. And I was, what, like, 10 or 11 when it came out? And, <laughs> yeah, was it 91, 92, 92, 93? I don't remember. Yeah. So I'm just curious, like, what about it to, people who saw it you know on release day like what captured their imaginations about it because you know it'd probably just be a random like netflix movie today yeah you're right um i guess there's that one part where they blow up the tanker that's that seems like uh the part where ridley you know hey we'll do it because ridley scott's directing it (laughs) (laughs) he's an action director right yeah we'll give you the budget for that (laughs) <laughs> so yeah i guess that's it for me what would you watch uh did i talk about the english last week you didn't i was surprised you didn't i know god i just i've been working so much like i the only way i keep track of it is i put them on twitter because <laughs> i can't remember yeah. what i've been doing um yeah i saw so the ads just... for it a while ago and i was like oh man ryan's <laughs> definitely watching this <laughs> i know it's uh yeah so the English is with my homegirl, Emily Blunt. She plays a wealthy English woman who loses her son. Um, and she goes to America to. I don't know if I should say why. Um, but anyways, the, the basic premise is it's. Uh, um 
Okay, it's, I was just double checking real fast to make sure it's in the description of it. Actually, um, so she she goes to America to seek revenge against uh, people she believes is responsible for her son's death, and um, the first episode deals with her um, kind of out of her element. She is uh, goes to this hotel on the stagecoach that's uh driven by uh Toby Jones um and uh she meets uh what's that guy's name Hines Siri Syrian Hines yeah uh he's this uh bad dude um, <laughs> that runs the hotel and while she's there when she arrives, there's uh, a Native American who's hanging from, uh, I guess, a entry gate thing. Um, not dead, but lo- like he's being strained because he's how he's tied. Um, and he's actually a in the United States Army, and he just got uh, relieved of his duty. And it's really interesting because his story starts with him kind of betraying uh, members of uh, some Native Americans and that he helps lead uh, missions, I guess, to um, kill him. And so he's kind of a a lone wolf, as you would say. So he chose the side of, you know the Americans instead of his own people. Um, and it's really violent and really like brutal. So it's like a really sweet revenge thriller. Um, she's awesome in it. So too is his name is uh, Chase Spencer, who is uh, the native American guy named Eli whip. Uh, he's really great in the film or film series. Uh I was about to and ask, is really, this a series? Like, yeah, there's there's six episodes. Are they all uh, done? Are they still coming out? Yeah, they're done. It's one of the ones they on Amazon, they released them all at once. It's kind of cool. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's really well made. It's really well acted. Uh, the cinematography is awesome. Um, you know, it's violent. Um yeah, I think if you like westerns or if you just like revenge thrillers, I would definitely go uh, and watch it because it's pretty sweet. When you say like evil hotel owner, I just think of Al Engine from Deadwood. So, yeah, perfect. Yeah, um, kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the last thing I'll mention is I'm uh, I'm rewatching all the Hunger Games because I'm going through that. Uh, steelbook box set, which is really good. Um, each movie has like a two-hour making of it included. Um, and I, I every, every time I watch them, I just think about how much you and James fucking hate these those movies. <laughs> and I, I keep on thinking, man, these movies are pretty fun. I don't know. Refresh my memory. Why do you hate him so much? Uh, I, I, I believe I commented on your post about it. Um, like they just they just seem lazy and. Um, I mean, they're, they're well made, but like, I haven't read the books, but it it seems like 
I mean, come on, PETA camouflaged himself <laughs> in the middle of the Hunger Games without a mirror, perfectly into a rock. <laughs> like I uh, he he sh- they showed that he could do that when they were you know preparing for the Hunger Games. Or don't you remember that, Brad, when he was painting on his arm? Uh. I he should just get a job in district whatever as like the town <laughs> makeup artist because he's like an expert level at it. Well, he can't, dude, because he was picked for the Hunger Games. Like that level of quality is reserved to like someone sitting eight hours in a chair before they go on screen. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it that seem part like is it... really silly. Uh, when I was watching it again, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. He's literally lying on the riverbank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, and also was... why is that his? If he's that good at it, like, was why wasn't that his first choice? Like, right out of the gate, like, I'm gonna run out off the, uh, I forget where they get like launched from, but just run into the woods and like paint yourself, and then like wait for like six or seven days. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like one of his end game ones, right? Like, hey, yeah, last thing I can do, and then I I don't remember it very well, but I think I remember the last movie. Katniss is like knocked out for most of it, and all the dudes basically uh, take down Pan Am or whatever. And then she wakes up and everything's solved. And it's like, yeah, girl power. It's like, wait, <laughs> you totally <laughs> took our hero out of the movie and then uh, call her the hero. I don't, what? How is this yeah. female empowerment? I haven't gotten to the, the last one. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember them. You think I'd have a better memory. They're not that long ago. I know, you love uh, them so much. You think you'd remember. Well, it's because I watch thousands of movies. Um, but yeah, I... I listened because I, when I, our 10th anniversary, when I was posting my favorite episodes, there's the, I think it's the second one where James and I just blast each other. <laughs> and it's, it's really funny. And, um, we talk about how much <laughs> we're just all over the place, really. I think I did give Catching Fire, like, uh, I think my review was, is like, yeah, I think it's just, it's the first one, but better. Um, and that's like a low bar still. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I, I don't remember them very well either, but I, th- I think that if you have for the second one, my review was, yeah, it's the same movie, but not as dumb. Uh, but uh, the steelbooks are beautiful. Oh, um, yeah, the set's gorgeous. I almost wish I was a fan of it because the set is so good. And the back part, when you turn it over, it's the map of America and the districts that are all broken up. It's really cool. Like, they're really well done. The only bummer is, is, as I was, you know, because I collect films and movies, so I have the um, collector's editions of them on Blu-ray, and they came with two bonus discs, and the the set puts about 75% of the bonus discs on the 4K. So when they do that, you would think that the Blu-ray that accompanies it, it would have the rest of it on there. It's just the movie on the Blu-ray. Wow. So I'm going to have to go through and, and the, it sucks because the Blu-ray discs that are inside the steel books are like painted to match the, um, steel books. So if I take those out and put the, you know, the bonus feature, um, Blu-rays that are from my other ones in there, um, to save shelf space, then it just doesn't look right. You know what I mean? Is that, am I weird for being that way? <laughs> No, I mean, part of having physical media is um, how it looks on a shelf. So, yeah, 
But see, no one would see the discs because they're housed inside the steelbook. <laughs> but you would know. <laughs> but yeah, and they don't match, and it drives me crazy. <laughs> like, I have Baby Driver, like the slipcover 4K, like standard Sony Sony one. Mm-hmm. But I also bought the steelbook, and I can't bring myself to just put the 4K disc in a steelbook case. Like, I have to keep them. Like, I like the art of the steelbook better, but it's only a Blu-ray. See, I, but what I do... <laughs> I, I do the opposite. So I have, um, uh, which ones did I do for so like Jack Reacher? I have this really cool steel book for it. So when that came out on 4K and it dropped to 10 bucks, I bought the 4K and I put it in the steel book that's just the Blu ray because the steel book only says Jack Reacher on it and it's like a silhouette of Tom Cruise. So I'm like, oh, that works. <laughs> yeah. No, I have that. So if you, Get the uh, Blu-ray of, or the the standard packaging Ultra HD of Jack Reacher from me. There's actually just a Blu-ray in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm the opposite. I'm just like, this isn't your home. <laughs> it's a Blu-ray case. It's not a 4K case. And we have problems. Help us. <laughs> actually, uh, speaking of weird uh, media things, so... Uh, at Best Buy for Black Friday, they had Jackass Forever for like nine bucks on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. And they didn't release it on 4K, right? Why would you need to no. really? No. Um, but if you do the digital code and add it to your library, when you play it digitally, they give you the option of buying the 4K version All for right. another twenty bucks. Holy shit! Yeah, I'm like I would. Like, I love Jackass, but I'm not going to pay 20 bucks for the 4K that I should have had on physical media. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Fuckers. Like, I'll buy the disc version. I would have bought the disc version, but you're going to put it online as the 4K? Okay. That's dumb. Yeah. I know. There was a... So, uh, last week, there's a 4K of Roadhouse that came out, and I didn't know it came out, and I... It's vinegar syndrome. So I'm like, oh, I'll just order it off Amazon. You can't order it off Amazon. You can only order off vinegar syndrome and it's sold out. It's like, motherfucker. Oh, lame. Yeah. I think uh, that was the deluxe, like a deluxe edition, right? They'll probably have like a bare bones one. I don't know, come out a couple months later. So I know stuff I know, like Rad really... and Tammy the T Rex sold out really quickly and then they put out like lesser versions so that people could at least have it. I know, but I really want this one because it comes in a magnetic uh, clasping case and the artwork looks like it's a video store artwork. Fuck. I don't know how I missed that. I'm slipping in my old age. I'm looking up right now so I can look at it. (laughs) There's a film. I opened up the Vinegar Syndrome website right away. There's a film called Bat Pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Front page. Nice. A lot of these I would want to see, but I don't know if I want to buy them. Yeah, I mean, you definitely want to see Bat Pussy, right? <laughs> I'm curious. Looks fun. Hmm. Or is it like literal Bat Pussy? Yuck. No, it's like a like a. It looks like a Batgirl movie. Huh. It's got like a Batgirl bouncing on a red bouncy ball or something. Sun gets busted. Know. Well, I guess it's it's for somebody. Yeah. Uh, next week, I was thinking the Fablemans. 
Yeah, uh, Corinne sent in a thing if you want to do that first. I guess. Thanks, Corinne. Here's what Corinne has to say for this week. Hey, nerds. Corinne here for another installment of Showtime, where I tell you all about something cool I've been watching lately. So this segment specifically is going to be responding to Ryan's comments recently that I don't like anything anymore. Because, uh, as a matter of fact, I do like things. It's just that it just had... (sighs) Everything that's come up on the show recently, I just, you know, haven't enjoyed for whatever reason. You know, string of bad luck, I guess. Um, And then all the things that I have liked, I'm like, this isn't worth talking about on the show because the nerds don't care about this kind of thing. And I don't think the people at home will care either. So I just don't even bring it up. Well, that leads you to the illusion that I don't like anything anymore. So we're going to debunk that right now. So um, first of all, just want to mention that I watched this uh, anime on Netflix. Uh, it's kind of like a shoujo anime. It's called Romantic Killer. The premise is that this girl, ha- uh, she is visited by this, like, wizard thing and tells her, like, you know, I'm going to make your life like a video game where you have to, you know, all these hot guys are going to be kind of throwing themselves at you and you're going to have to navigate it like a video game, like a dating game. Um, and that's basically what happens. And it's very, very cute and a lot of fun. So Romantic Killer, it's on Netflix. So check that out, I guess, if you want. I've also watched on PBS over here, but it's a BBC production called um, Miss Scarlet and the Duke. And it's a period drama. It's kind of like Sherlock Holmes sort of thing where it's a female detective. She's a private detective. Um, and she, I didn't get to see the first season. I just kind of caught halfway through season two because that was what was airing a couple weeks ago. I'd heard good things about it online and just thought, hey, like I heard there's a new episode out this week, so I'm just going to drop in and see if it's worth watching. And I had a lot of fun with it. So I watched a few more episodes that came out after it. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, like I said, the premise is that This, as far as I can tell, this woman takes over her father's private detective business. And, you know, this is back in the 18, I don't know, 30s or something. So, you know, (laughs) unusual for women to have that kind of occupation. And she runs into a lot of, you know, brouhaha about that. And there's this um, man on the police force who, he's like a detective inspector, whatever. He's like in charge of this group of policeman he's not like the chief but he's like whatever the next rung down is and he and her have a kind of understanding where she will occasionally help them out with cases and he will help her out with cases but they also have tension and it's like acknowledged they're just like well you know we acknowledge that we like each other but we're not going to be in a relationship right now because whatever again I came in partway through the series, so I have I don't have full context, but I do want to rewatch or I do want to watch the episodes I haven't yet in season one and season two. So it's on PBS, Miss Scarlet and the Duke. Uh, his name is Duke because his last name is Wellington. It's just a nickname. <laughs> I was expecting an actual Duke, and now it's just a policeman. Anyway, um, I also checked out from the library Gaslight. You know, the old film that the term gaslighting comes from. And it's the cinematic debut of Angela Lansbury. And also it has Ingrid Bergman in it. Oh, man. It was really good. 
Um, admittedly, it probably wasn't as good because I already knew what was happening. If I had been in the mist, like in the dark on that, if it had just been a mystery, I would have probably had a lot more fun with it. But, you know, I'm like, I know what the term gaslighting means. I know it comes from this movie. So I knew what was going on the whole time. I'm like, your husband is evil. You need to leave him. He's an evil guy. He killed your aunt. Like I had it pieced together from like the word go, but you know, it was still a fun, a fun watch. Well, not fun, but it was still a good watch. Um, oh my gosh. Ingrid Bergman is good in everything. And it was so weird to see Angela Lansbury young. Um, but she does a great job. So glad she had an excellent career after that. And then finally, I'll just throw out there that I really enjoyed Glass Onion. Saw it, saw it twice. I will probably say more about it at a later date. <coughs> Film explosion. <coughs> but, um, yeah, I just wanted to let you know that I enjoyed that. So it's not that I hate everything, Ryan. It's just that most of the things that I like are not worth talking about on the show. Or at least that's how I feel it would be for you, all of you. Because I know you don't care about anime or period dramas or, well, old Hollywood stuff, sure. But I was anticipating doing a Catching the Classics on Gaslighting, but... Nah, I'm just gonna say, I liked it, it was good, I recommend it, it might be online somewhere, but like I said, I checked it out from the library, so visit your local library, see if they have gaslighting. Alright, so next time I'll talk to you all about something, but just wanted to throw it out there, I don't hate everything. Also, I'm planning to watch Andor with my dad over Christmas, I haven't seen it yet, that's why I haven't talked about it, so... So yeah, just wanted to share my two cents here, and I will talk to you guys next time with something. Bye! Wow! Corinne said in something where she actually likes more than one thing? I'm I'm impressed. I mean, one's an anime, so that doesn't really count. Because <laughs> I'm waiting for her to tell me she doesn't like a certain anime. Because they don't have big enough eyes or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, looks like, look, look at, look who's growing. <laughs> yeah appreciate more of the really, world i'm really proud of you I, I she did send me this text message i forget i think she just said hey and i said what and it was when i said uh about andor i'm like yeah i really need to watch that before corinne spoils it for me <laughs> and she got you know kind of upset about it and i said well corinne your twitter feed is literally the spoiling mandalorian so, what can I expect from you other than that? Um, but in yeah. all honest uh, seriousness, thanks, Corinne, as always. We appreciate it. Yeah, I hope you know we're just, we're like, it's a heightened make fun of thing where we're just making the show more interesting than really criticizing you. Yeah, I kind of am. <laughs> I was worried because uh, I had, I, I don't think I saw. I saw her post about Glass Onion and I was like hours away from seeing it. And I, I was worried I was going to be in your boat where something was about to be spoiled right before I got to the movie. <laughs> so I did have a little bit of like, damn you, Corinne. <laughs> yeah, but she, she held out and I, I'm impressed. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. So next week, uh, I want to say The Fablemans. And I also, I don't, do you have Netflix? Uh, not right now. Because uh, the new Pinocchio is on there too, so. Oh, actually, the new Pinocchio is also at the Chartiste. If I, dang oh. it, if I remember, if it hopefully didn't change from last week, I'm looking it up real quick. 
Hey, you know Avatar's coming out? <laughs> yeah. So I have a question while we're talking about, while you're looking that up, and I was thinking about Avatar because they had another um, trailer today. So Jake, the you still have never seen Avatar, correct? Right. So in it, anyways, it's called Avatar because they go into these like hyperbaric chambers where an avatar of them is projected onto this planet of Pandora. So they're like the blue cat people. But that Jake dude who's a human hooked up with one of the actual cat people and they have kids now? So the avatars can shoot out jizz and impregnate people? Uh, I brought this up weeks ago. That's my question. I haven't even seen the movie. Because, hmm. yeah, is is this guy Jake just sitting in a hyperbaric chamber all the time? He's like an uh Is he a Navi 24-7? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, you know what? I'm going to have to watch the movie again because I don't remember a single fucking thing from it. I'm gonna have to watch it just because I think it's gonna be our movie of the week. So, yeah, works. I mean it. I mean it kind of has to be. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it could just be the failed ones next week. So, like, we don't have to make Pinocchio part of it. Although it is interesting that we had two Pinocchio, Pinocchio movies this year. Yeah, really interesting. Well, I mean, Pinocchio is a. I mean, it's been. Um, it's a film that or a story that's been told a lot when you think about it. Well, yeah, that one There's... dude, uh, what's his name? The Italian guy. Yeah. He did it like twice. And then there's like the Martin Landau one. And then Disney's done it twice. Yeah. So, yeah, cool. Well, thank you everybody for listening. And I will see you at the movies. Bye. I'm Brad. Bye. Well, a real nerd knows who shot a real nerd. Can follow the plot and a real nerd. Look at all the gods. What's action? Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6Nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bologna for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.